Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 90. In this episode, we'll be talking about the timing of some of our new abilities from the new sets. We'll also talk about how Russ used to control by death, and we wrap it all up with an errata that for a card that I think everybody wants errated. But before we do that, we'll pass you priority. All right, we are here with the Kale King. How you doing today, Russ? Good, how are you? Um, it is time for Passing Priority, where we read letters, notes, comments, and stuff from you guys. So I always highly suggest that you write in or just post on our posts, and we usually kind of, you might make it here, we'll pass you priority. So this one is, again, kind of back to the campaign boxes. So, Russ, here's the letter that we got. Um, and the the uh, le- the title of the email was, um, um, Am I to Blame for Campaign Boxes? So the body goes, okay, not me specifically, but people like me. In October, when hearing about how many sets were coming out in a row, I made a conscious effort to stagger my purchases because there was no way I was going to drop $200 a month on feeds and games in the middle of the holidays. I'm certain many others did the same, and I wonder how producing more than people could buy affected their bottom line. What are the chances this affected the decision-making of campaign boxes? I love this game, but WizKids really doesn't seem to put any patience into letting releases have time to breathe and react too quickly to their audience's initial opinions, like how most people hated the idea of draft packs when first announced, but now they get a ton of love. Anyway, thanks for the great show. David, the sidekick Spencer. Uh, I don't know if it had a big impact. I was in the same boat as David, but I think... This goes, I think the release was more indicative of the product that was coming. If I could be wrong, but it felt like they had made a decision and they hurried and got out their packs. All, all, all the other stuff that they had already yeah. in the production li- timeline. Because they've mentioned this before. Even when they did the three-turn, uh, three-dice rule, they mentioned that it was going to take like, what was it, four or five months before that rule would even show up in a rule book because they're so far ahead in terms of planning the things um, that that's, I think that's what happened was they had all these planned up and something got delayed and they kind of just started stacking up in terms of releases. Um, yeah. Cause we've never had releases like this in the past and it felt like they were trying to get product on the shelf, get it out and then make the decision. I hope I'm wrong, but, it yeah, kind of seems like um, what cause, happened because that's what I think, and I think the campaign boxes too. They were pretty far ahead in their development of those. Because if you look at the things they've shown of each campaign product, they've you know they've had all the all the media and everything kind of designed and ready to go already. They might not have all the abilities set up, but all the stuff that they need to make sure the manufacturer's ready to go was almost ready to go to send to the printers. Yeah, it feels like they didn't let draft packs mature. To me, it, it seems like they made a decision on the campaign boxes before draft packs were even out. You know, I think in the the business world, it takes a while for a product release. So it seems like they developed one way to take the game, and then it was changed mid-form. That's, from an outsider, it looks like that's what happened, but... I could be wrong. Maybe they did release and it didn't do as well, but it felt like they made one decision. We're going to go with draft packs. We're going to try this. And then before it had a chance to mature or even come out to market, 
they had made a decision to go a different direction in the game and decided to get all the sets that they had, get them out, and then kind of move away. Yeah, and and David, I'll give you the solution about in the middle of the holidays is what you do is you're, if you're tight on money, you just say, I like all you guys. You print out cards saying that I've made a donation in your name to the human fund and then <laughs> just give that out to everybody and then you use all the money that you've saved to, to buy the sets as they come out every month. Yeah, That's, I did the same as David. I have, I have very little of the the recent blind product and even the the announcement of the, the uh, campaign boxes has made me less in a hurry to buy it because now I know I have time to to get product yeah i I still want to be able to enjoy opening blind product so yeah i I just did the other way and spent all my gift money on dice masters and just gave everybody gift cards to non-existent places like i hope you enjoyed that one to um apu's quickie mart i think you'll you'll be able to redeem that pretty quickly in springfield yeah (laughs) all right all right so david thank you for sending that in or should we call you the sidekick um if you guys want to you know be mentioned right in. We want to hear about anything. It could be about draft packs. It could be about anything. Um, and your letter might make it onto the show where we pass you priority. Um, and that's doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, guys, we are here with the global guru. How you doing, Zach? I am good. And Alex, the traveling bicycle repairman. What's up? What's mechanic. up? I don't know why I said repairman that time. I mean, it it works. I repair them. I'm just going to say words until all works. So (laughs) I'm glad you guys are here. So this subject was actually requested by Toy Botanist on Reddit. And he wanted us to kind of do a segment on timing um, and specifically about timing and combat, especially with some of these new abilities that are going off. And I figured this actually might be a good time because sometimes that timing in Dice Masters is a little tricky, especially to new players in, in like, you're, you're so used to, like, in Magic, stuff happens instantly and then you can respond and things mm-hmm. like that. Where Dice in, Master- Interrupts and yeah. things like that. If, and if you know these timing things, you can actually use them to your advantage as well. Yeah, and then other times there's some of these abilities that we use that it really doesn't matter which way we use, we use them, but it could if you really wanted to kind of play that mini game to get things going. So, Zach, I, I think you have in the rule book, it kind of gives you the kind of general idea of what you should do in terms of timing conflicts. Yeah, so timing conflicts, uh, this is from the Iron Man uh, War Machine uh, rule book. It says, if there's a conflict of timing, for example, both players want to use an ability simultaneously, the person whose turn it is always resolves their effects first. A lot of people will get this confused and say, oh, I'm the active player, I get to choose which one goes first. But no, it says that if each player, um, your opponent and you, have one that that triggers at the same time, the active one goes off first. However, it also says if simultaneous effects are controlled by the same player, that player chooses the order of those effects. So that's when you are the active player, you can choose which of your effects you want to... um, trigger first so it's important to know that because sometimes you want to do one thing first and then the other because it'll be more advantageous you can do more damage things like that yeah so like i think the most common one and you probably all have heard this is the the attune keyword right where Mm -hmm. it says you deal one damage when you use a a action die Mm -hmm. so i've heard a lot of questions where it's like okay so say i have the rare cosmic cube um which triggers first does it the rare cosmic cube that allows abilities to increase damage by two go first 
or does the tune ability go first? So it says this. Once activated, an effect is always resolved entirely before the next effect begins. You cannot use an effect after your opponent starts uh, an effect, but before it resolves. So in your case, the action, you use the cube, so and its effect, yeah, it's which is adding two, two right? goes into effect first, and then you trigger the attune ability, which is to deal one damage, which is why it's increased um, up to by, three, yeah. by two, yeah. up to three, exactly. Um, so that, like that, that, that's where it's a little tricky, right? Because if you don't think about it, you're like, well, all of it happens at the same time, and we'll just yeah. call it good that way. But that could change the difference from damaging, you know, knocking out a monster with three defense and just making it flinch mm -hmm. by de dealing it only one. Yeah, and it's it's interesting here. A lot of people come to this game after playing Magic, and they're used to a stack. You know, the one thing happens, another thing happens, and you're kind of stacking these things up. And then once you start resolving, you resolve this stack. Whereas they've kind of explained it as a queue yeah. with Dice Masters, and where it's it's kind of similar, but there are some changes or some differences that we'll, we'll kind of get to when we get into some examples. Yeah, So that and so that that's where kind of all... all, all I think it's a tricky part. If you, if you don't play it enough, it gets confusing. Because another one I saw was... Um, question about Boom Boom Time Bomb. So it's while Boom Boom is active, when you use a basic action die, it deals two damage to a target opponent or character die. And they were asking, hey, how does this work with Magic Missile? Uh, you know, it, that one doesn't make that much of a difference. But say if you had a basic action like Truce or something that would KO a character, mm -hmm. that may change what you want to do. In that case, the basic action has to do its ability first, right? Yeah. Um, and then Boom Boom does the two after that. Um, that gets confusing. Um, and then the other, I, the one that uh, Toy Botanist specifically asked was, what happens, so when we're in the attack phase and your opponent or you ha ha has the common Hulk where it says when a character dies damaged, you spin up the Hulk and if you can't, you deal two damage to your opponent. Um, so his question was like, how, when does that ability actually work in terms of attacking and all that other stuff well in because, the, because you know you got to attack and then you got to defend and all you know go through your kind of whole attack phase yeah so here. damage isn't done it's it's attackers declare uh dice they do abilities defenders declare dice they do abilities then you have the option to do your global abilities and then damage is done so it wouldn't be until the very end of the end of the attack phase before before um, you figure out what gets KO'd exactly. or, or not. Exactly. Um, and that's that's where, again, kind of gets tricky, right? Because in the attack phase, you're so used to But there are other abilities that happen in all these windows, right? So here, here's one that I encountered um, in a game with, again, with Hulk. This is the common Hulk. When, she, when one of your other character dice takes damage, yeah. then she spins up. If she's already spun up, then deal two damage. I was playing uh, my Hulk... And the other person was playing the uh, common Enchantress, which is while your Enchantress is active, the first time you or one of your character dice is damaged, each turn prevent that damage. And so we were having the discussion. It's like, well, all of combat damage happens at the same time. Um, and then we were thinking, oh, because that happens at the same time, then triggers, then it triggers Hulk, which happens at the same time. So can I prevent the Hulk damage? However, if you think of it in something has to resolve first, you first have to resolve the combat damage. Yeah, which they yeah. have to take damage. Yeah. So that means they'll have to pick, you know... One of one of the dice to not take the combat damage from um, one of your dice. Um, then 
if if there's still one of your character dice that takes damage, you would then be able to trigger the Hulk ability. So it's kind of hard, but you have to think that in these cases with combat, you um, first resolve the combat damage fully, and then you will resolve everything after that. Yeah, and and the timing in that too comes in like the oh, what if uh, like for example, the Hulk gets knocked out with the combat damage. Well, because the Hulk's ability triggered, it still goes off, right? That's that's how I interpreted it. If if yeah, if if your combat or if your dice take damage, but, what, so, but so the question they, is, if, if the Hulk, Hulk gets knocked out, if the Hulk gets oh, yeah. knocked out, the yeah, Hulk that's would what I'm saying. still if they take damage, it's still triggering, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though the Hulk is knocked out, and that's yes. kind of the, the weird thing. Yeah, in the. In the once an ability is triggered, it's triggered regardless of the yeah. outcome of the combat damage. Exactly. And so that's that kind of that so weird... The only time it won't is if it's blanked. So there, there's a ruling, yeah. I think, with Constantine. Yeah. That and even there, if there's he's been a couple, KO'd, yeah, there's been a couple of them. Off, yeah. And it, it seems like the only time that an ability would not go off... I, I can't remember. It might even be an Ultraman one, too, where mm-hmm. it had a blanker, is that unless a card's text says ignore card's text the ability is going to end up going off if all the conditions mm-hmm. are met at that time yep that then when you go to trigger it oh that card is still exists so i'm going to use that ability yeah. if there's not if it's blank it's like trying to you know tr- well, trigger something blanking, off of blank blanking a there. dice or blanking a die versus blanking a card i think is where that comes into yeah and and it and then it gets a little bit um tricky in terms of uh, some, some of the other things too because um we're we're talking about like infiltrate that sure that happens in the attack phase but it actually triggers at a different window as far as we understand it right in terms of infiltrate um where the ability is if this character is not blocked you can return the character back to the field from the attack zone and mm-hmm. deal your opponent one yeah because right? it's not it's not quite to the dealing damage state but it's after kind of the, after the, the globals blo- and it, well like it's that. before global before it's, the blockers are declared so after right, the right. blockers are cleared so once your opponent declares blockers mm-hmm. that's when that ability goes off so it's kind of yeah. a when attacks ability but it actually goes off when the when blocks abilities go off yeah yeah so so that's where some of this timing gets a little bit tricky but i i, I don't know do you have any kind of guidelines that you would want to follow because i usually yeah. what i do is i read the effect and try to figure out all right so here are my steps where would along the steps kind of go off right yeah definitely figure out where like if it was by itself and and there was no other effect figure out where it would trigger and then you can kind of take all of those different conditions and put them together and figure out which order so you know when attacks triggers when attacks when blocks triggers when blocks when KO'd triggers when KO'd. And, and so you kind of... You, you look at that and say, they, mm-hmm. there's always a when X happens. And you 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 find out that X and, and find out kind of when is that going to actually happen? When does it take damage? When is mm-hmm. it KO'd? When it attacks, blocks, things like that. And that's when you have to trigger it. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, when you play, when you're playing Lucy, you'll like, you put out a die and then you do its when attacks ability and then you put out another die and do its when attacks but really you should be putting out all of your dice and then doing all of your when attacks abilities and then you declare all blockers and then do all those abilities and so you have to think about it in the if i'm not playing fast and loose 
how exactly is yeah, what this are, going what are to the trigger? actual steps you know kind of like a computer program where it goes mm-hmm. line by line and makes sure right you, you do everything so now to add even more a little bit more confusing um there's one other way that as far as we know you can interrupt this sort mm-hmm. of thing and i like to call it the two r's so redirects and re- reductions yep. in terms of damage um, so with redirects, that's pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, it's Where, like a Joe Costa. You know, when she was going to take damage, instead you're going to you, you got to think of it as like as an, as an instead. Yeah. Instead of her taking the damage, it's redirecting it to somewhere else. Yeah, and, and then the re- reduction. That's one. That's where it gets tricky. I think the best one that I would confuse a lot of people when they first saw it was the super rare Ronin that allows you to redirect damage to that Ronin. Mm-hmm. So one of the most effective ways to do that is use Ronin as a blocker for one character and then reduce the damage of another character that, you know, like you have a five, six, seven attack monster. You don't block that, let that go through and then redirect that damage to mm-hmm. Ronin. Yeah. The another, same, yeah. another example is the, um, um, Samantha global. Yeah. The Samantha Wilson, Samantha Wilson, where you pay, uh, I think it's a shield and you reduce the damage by one. Mm-hmm. You use that when you would be taking damage, but instead you reduce it by one. Yeah. Another one... I like to use that when somebody's magic missling because then you yeah. just start annoying them. Like, nope, that magic missile didn't go through. And, and I know it doesn't fit with your, your R's, but it's it's kind of a reduction as well as a prevent. So it's yeah. like a prevent the first damage like the Enchantress we talked about. So... Those are kind of, I think those are kind of the timings, but it's it's tricky, um, and especially if you're a new player, this is when I tell people, you know, if you're a new player, you don't understand how the timing works, that's the time, well, not in, unless you're in a WKO, but that's the time you should be like, so if I did this, how this how would this work instead of kind of committing on what you want to do? So well, and don't kind of don't ever be afraid to ask your judge, because, yeah. you know... It, that's their job. They're they're, there. Or, or and, your opponent. I mean, if it's a casual event, there's a lot of times where it's like, hey, if you do this in this order, it's actually going to be more more beneficial. KO this guy first, then I can't block anything, you're going to do more damage and win the game. Your opponent, yeah. a lot of times, you know, if they're cool, they'll help you out and... Cool. Well, and the you, other you get the other thing too is there's just enough vagueness in in some of the stuff that at a high level tournament or or one that you you know you have a crazy combo that you want ask your to how it's going to work and if you're confused about it. timing and there's this guy who likes the ko thing sitting across from you just like and if he if he has like six dice on the field just just to say hey can you pull out your whiteboard and Take me we step need, by step because you'll need, we need it. the flow chart. I mean, I mean, because sometimes I need the flow chart when I'm playing against it. I'm going like, where's that and that? So yeah, <laughs> so sometimes it helps, and you know, sometimes even casual, it helps to write some of the stuff down, and you can kind of move it around, and figure out where things go to. Yeah, sometimes I like to you know play against myself, and it, it get you try to get in cer- certain situations where it's like, all right, how is this going to play out? Or if I'm playing against someone just kind of brewing, I say. All right, tell me if this is if this is right. Can I do this and, and yeah, do a we've certain had, order? We had some and interesting. Be like, no, Zach, you can't do that. We, we've had some interesting discussions too, because yeah. I mean, as much as I love this game, sometimes we forget things too. Because like oh, you, you'll I, mention something, I'm like I'm like that doesn't work just, that way. Just the other day, yeah. um, uh, um, he uh, Kenneth used uh, breath weapon, and I brought a sidekick out with uh, the global, but realizing that oh, that happens after. <laughs> So I tried to I tried to block yeah, his, his big dragon afterwards. After I'm like, oh, but I got this sidekick out now. I'm gonna block. He's like, no, you, you just missed that. <laughs> yeah. You missed the step. I'm like, oh yeah. All yeah. right, you win. Dang it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's always good to ask questions. And so toy botanist, I hope this 
kind of helped clarify a little bit on the con- in confusion when it comes down to timing because it is probably one of the most common questions we'll see on the forums or get emails for is how how does this work in these situation stuff and a lot of the times is kind of take take what we've told you and work through it and you can usually figure it out all right guys you guys keep thinking about abilities and stuff because we'll have you back to errata a card that everybody just wishes was errated all right guys we are here with the ko king how you doing today russ good how are you um, it is time for us to do another time capsule where we go back and look at some of our teams of yore that, you know, sometimes you just sit around like, man, you remember when we did that vicious struggle team or your, your toad vicious struggle, your, I need you fun. to draw me a diagram on how that soggy, the clown's oh, man, going. We should totally talk the soggy joker. Yeah. And then, and then I we love that. Yeah, then we have Jared over here solid. too. Cause we, we mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh and he was like, I want to be in. Well, if we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. cards, man, that's what got I, I, me into this. I, I'm telling you, dude. One, if, if I had time, it would just be videos of you and me making fake you Yu-Gi-Oh duels. <laughs> you know what makes me laugh? My original, when I was buying original packs, I w- I told Skylar back in the day, and he still laughs about this. I said, "I'll never buy D and D or Yu Gi Oh." And then I got into the Yu Gi Oh. I was like, "Oh, this set is awesome." Yeah. So, so the team we want to talk about this is this is a pretty good team. Right, Jared? It was it was okay. Man. Was I, I was it, like, meh, whatever. It, it was good enough to make a grown man cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the team we are talking about is Russ's Controlled by Death team. So you want to explain the pieces of Controlled by Death? This was my baby. This was, uh, I usually keep brewing stuff, but once I figured out this concept on the whole idea of this team. This I was kind of really, like the, the I mean, where you Ken, got your crown is the KO King, yeah, right? Ken and I brewed for hours he was willing to keep playing me and once i put the original team together it grew from there but it was like yeah there's there's something here so it was it was all based on a card that nobody liked but it was black lantern aquaman seven cost and nobody liked him because he was seven cost. And back in those days, like seven was untouchable. Like a seven cost character you didn't go for. Yeah, especially at this ability. When fielded, KO all Aquaman dice. At the beginning of each turn, the active player must move a non-Black Lantern character die from the used pile back to its card. Right, and you read that and you say, well, I have to do it too. I don't want to have to do that. That sounds like a terrible idea. I'm unbuying it. I yeah. traded a grundle for this i remember yeah, it was you a like- common uncommon full common uncommon set with a super rare wasn't that a full art though weren't you getting a full yeah art? so i kind of did a a money trade with ken involved so i ended up getting he put in anyway it, it worked out because i wanted this card and everybody was like why <laughs> <laughs> and but I had this concept that I wanted to do, and, and there was a local player that all he did was D&D, and the newest set had come out, um, Favoring Under Siege. And I was like, wow, I got Common Uncommon. I'll give you these. And then it was it was like Bugbear Ambusher. Yeah, because every... Super rare? Yeah. So it wasn't really a super no, rare. No, it was like Common Uncommon, Bugbear Ambusher. So meta, so meta. It was a super rare from Favoring Under but Siege. I needed, it can't have been good. I needed Ken's bugbear ambusher i needed something so what happened is i traded that i got the full art and then i traded the full art for the for the normal which now i wish i would have had the full art because it's 
really awesome. But oh yeah, you traded the full art for the normal. Well, because he needed the because from Ken, Ken gave me something yeah. to include oh, in the trade, gotcha. so it was kind of this math trade type I of gotcha. deal. Yeah, so so yeah, that was kind of the key of it, right? Getting the seven cost character this, out. This and the Super Spider Man are the things that I've had to work out the most <laughs> trades for. The Super Rare from Uncanny, another card that people were like, "Why do you want that?" Yeah, that one was bad though. I had a team for that. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but that team didn't make a grown man cry. So you you want well, so what, so what else anyway, was on the team? So what allowed. The use of the Black Lantern Aquaman was the introduction at the time of Fabricate. Because yeah. I had this idea of, well, I can keep fabricating because I, you know, the downside to fabricate, you can only do it four times. But the Black Lantern Aquaman allowed me to fabricate and keep your characters out of the much pile as too. I wanted to because I could fabricate and then put these fabricators back on the, the, the card because of Black Lantern Aquaman. But that all started. The reason why I wanted to keep fabricating is because I wanted to keep KOing. So this allowed me to really use Scarecrow a ton because yeah. I could fabricate Scarecrows and then bring the Scarecrows back and then just keep fabricating because I wouldn't have to, I, you know, I wasn't limited to just the yeah, four. Yeah, you'd fabricate a clay golem and yeah. then when. When your turn started, you take it from the use pile and put it back on the card, yep. and then you could fabricate again, and then you just keep doing that. Yep. And, uh, and you purposely picked the clay golem, too, because it was fist, right? Yeah, so I had iron fist on there that allowed me to, if I fabricate him or KO him, then I could move over the clay golem. Yeah. Did you guys know there and was I a... There I remember a- when the ruling came out, I was like, they ruled exactly like I wanted to do this. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yes. and the, the funny, funny part about it is iron fist has two abilities... Um, on on on. Russ would always forget card. about one of them. Yeah. I always forgot about the damage yeah. reduction yeah. all <laughs> the yeah. time. Cause, yeah, because the because the ability is while Iron Fist is active, reduce damage from the opposing character's ability by one. That is the effect that most people remember. Russ would forget that, and instead he would remember when Iron Fist is KO'd, you may move a fist die with a purchase cost of five or more from your use pile to your prep area. Yeah, I could never remember that. <laughs> Everybody would like, oh, and you take we, one we'd, less. Yeah, we'd be playing oh, like yeah. ring teams or burn teams, and he's, right. and he's just like. Oh, so, and then it had uh, blue eyes on it, which allowed me another KO during my opponent's turn. It With the had, global, you pay a bolt, you know, right, pay a bolt, two less. And then it had Constantine, the super rare, super rare. So Hellblazer still, in my opinion, the best two cost ever. It was so powerful. And then, it was nice. And then going down this weird Yu-Gi-Oh route again, you you decided to pick. Songen. I had so I had Songan on there, and that was always a. A big shock for people too to look across and be like, "What? Why are you playing Why with the Yu-Gi-Oh?" Yeah. yeah, and then you had the four cost, right? The rare. Nope, the three cost. The three cost. And he would allow when he's KO'd, you could prep a die. Uh, no, from your a character from your. So game. it is when this monster gets knocked out, you may return a monster or a character other than this one from your use pile to the prep area. Yeah, so kind of would allow me to do the same thing as Iron Fist so with you'd be another able to character. So fabricate could, two characters and then yeah. move two from your used pile. Yeah, so if you fabricated area. Clay Golem or fabricated Iron Fist and Sangan, you could prep uh, two die. You would be prepping your... Your golem, your golem you just and then whatever was in the... Yeah, because your goal was to keep all your characters out of the used pile other than the golems. Yep. Yeah, and you would only really want one clay golem to move over, and then you had Professor X. So 
the basic actions were heroic defense, which I still love. It would plus one, plus one, plus any time a character got KO'd, you would get life equal to its level, which was awesome because I could life gain when I needed to. So you to. could take damage and yep. just still recover from it pretty easily. So you could take Jinzo a bunch, and then you'd yep. be able to get that back unless you didn't. Yeah. 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 And then the other one was banishment. So, and I tweaked it. Originally, I had it really nailed down to where it was kind of precision. Like, if you put Jinzo out, I'm going to KO your Jinzo, and then I'm going to move that Jinzo to the used, right. and it's going to go back to the card. So I could do that in games when I needed to, because what I'd do is I would take control of your Jinzo on my turn. I would blue eyes it. So I'd blue eyes... Uh, Scarecrow, then I'd blue eyes your Jinzo, and then I would take that Jinzo, it'd go to the used, and then with banishment, I could put it in or go to your prep, then put it in the used. That would your only character that goes back to the card. So that was kind of fun to do. It was unbuying another, it, it seven took, cost. yeah, it took a lot of practice. That's why I, I played this team so often just because I was trying to work out timing. The simple way to use this team is you would get Constantine out, you would get Scarecrow out, you would Constantine their bard, you would KO your your Scarecrow, you would attack and win. That was kind of the the nuts and bolts of it. And actually, the only time I would lose to bard was if I couldn't roll an extra sidekick. I had a, a few games in a competitive where if I could have just rolled the sidekick, I would have been fine because I just needed another body, but... I loved. Were you playing this team um, when you were playing that uh, that girl at the regionals or whatever? And she had imprisoned, and you imprisoned yes. everything but her bard. <laughs> yes. And she was like, "Why aren't you imprisoning the bard?" And then you took you took it and used it to to attack <laughs> yeah. her in open field. Yeah. Yeah. That was. She was really surprised. She's like, "You don't want to imprison the bard?" I'm like, no. And then it was my turn and. I the pain, the pain. Scarecrow and took Bard and attacked with like four or five characters. And, 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 and it's like, oh, okay. And, the, and <laughs> this, this always caught people because this was before Scarecrow really, really. Before he got foiled enough to be foiled. He got yeah, foiled so. because you wouldn't shut up about him, <laughs> by the way. I'm 100% convinced that's the reason there's a foil Scarecrow that's because Russ true. wouldn't shut up. It was every episode for like the whole first year we had this show. He would bring up the friggin' scarecrow at least once every episode. Yeah, that's the I brought why. it up mainly for one reason because everybody said the Hulk didn't have a counter. <laughs> as soon as you got scarecrow in the field, Hulk is. It completely wasn't just that. Nerfed. We would talk about any card, and you'd be like, "Oh, that would work really well with scarecrow. Oh, it, that's a counter though. to that is scarecrow." It, it's, it's true because we would talk to Scott at game night games, and they're like, "Hey, did you listen to our last episode?" He was like, uh, "No, but it, it was probably just scarecrow, 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 right?" Such a good card. Still the <laughs> yeah. best. What what's funny is the way to counter when you're playing a scarecrow is weak characters. I can't yeah. remember how many people I've played where they'll play weak characters and and I struggle and then they'll buy a dragon and it's like sweet and then you're fine. Were you playing this team when you was it that same regional where you played the guy yeah. the first game he bought his red dragon and you stole it and used it to kill him. Second game he didn't buy yeah. it. Yep. And then you went to the third game and he bought it again. Yeah. And you ended and the, up and the like, worst, why did you buy it? The worst is that he would have all this energy for his breath weapon. He would save it and I'd be like, oh, you don't want to do that. 
and then I would take it. Because even if he breath weaponed your scarecrow, I mean, you're still taking his dragon yeah. when your scarecrow gets knocked out. It's just, man. Yeah, and and so you even had some like alternate win conditions in this because you are oh, the yeah. only person I've known that actually has bought a blue eyes white dragon and used it to win a game. Oh, uh, blue eyes. Blue Eyes, the card, works perfect with Scarecrow as well because you you get Blue Eyes in the field. He has an ability on him that if you KO a character, Blue Eyes gets plus three attack. So it gives you a free KO of your Scarecrow. So you get Blue Eyes, Scarecrow in the field. You say, oh, I'm going to KO my Scarecrow, give Blue Eyes plus three, still their biggest character, and it's like, and nice. then and yeah, he's and on he's level like three, he's like eleven well, attack. Even yeah. on level one, he's so he's a six, seven, eight without the boost. So he's a nine, ten, and eleven. It, like there's no level that's not good. Yeah. Man, talking about him makes me want to go back and watch Yu-Gi-Oh! again. That this team had a lot of layers to it. It was a lot of fun. If I could get to where Black Lantern Aquaman was out, it was it was awesome just to sit there just and watch them unbuy their team. Because I had a lot of the way around it was players that have to buy their two cost characters because anything that goes to the used is going back. You'd at have to buy one. multiple characters yeah. in a turn so that at least one yeah. of them could stay. It was, oh, yeah. it was so fun. So They'd gross. be like, oh, I've got to buy two Serenas just to have yeah. one. I'm, and I'm, if uh, they buy an expensive character, that's going back to the card. Unless they have something else in the use, so it's like they have to buy a two cost. And, and if they wanted to cost. buy an expensive character like a six cost and a two cost, it meant they had to break their yeah. ramp and they couldn't keep using Professor X, so it just slowed them down even more. Yep. And then, you know, there were then to work around. I mean, chalkboard would help a lot now, so it would kind of slow down the Black Lantern Aquaman. So how come you never won any WKOs with this team? Because I ginsoed myself like <laughs> three times. We're oh, gonna we're man. gonna have to like I, there are people out there listening to the show that don't know what Jinzo is. So uh, we're gonna have to bring that back for a time capsule. Um, for people time. who don't know, when he was in the field, if you used an if your opponent used an action die or a global ability, they took two damage. They lost two life. Yeah, they had to pay two life in order to do either of those things. He was brutal. Yep. Um, I so, just oh. Yeah, so 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 yeah, we'll have we'll have to talk about that sometime in the future. I also mentioned I managed to beat this team once, but it was because Russ had taken like a two month break from playing the team and he totally forgot how to play it. So I still love this team. <laughs> My one win of that regional, so <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. I would I'd love if some other people gave it a go and gave it a play and, and let me know what they think. Yeah. But I, I loved this team. I wish I could have taken it to nationals, but I couldn't make the trip because I totally wanted to. Yeah, and so we want to hear from you guys. What are, you know, if you guys want to play this team or what are some old teams that you have played and like, yeah, I remember back in the day, that was a great team. If you guys sent us a bard team, we're probably not going to mention it, but any of the other teams <laughs> we might mention, you can always do that double burst at ktdata.net or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash double burst. All right, we have the whole crew back. We have Russ, Alex, Jared, and Zach. How are you guys? You guys ready for this? We Let's haven't. Do it. We have Let's not do it. done an errata that in a while. So I'm excited to do this. It's because of all these brewing buddy segments that Russ, like, people just love Russ so much they keep wanting him to brew their team. So we haven't gotten around to the fun <laughs> segments. We, 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 we like brewing buddies, too. Don't but, you know, if, blame you, me. if you guys have it's all your fault, if, if you guys have suggestions for a rat of that, too, we always take those also. Um, but this one, I think it is universally everybody was like, why does this card exist? 
in the first place. It was a big WTF yeah. for me when when this set came yeah. out. Yeah. So the card we're talking about is the common Kate Bishop, Young Avenger. She's a two-cost whatever her energy is. I don't care. Um, when fielded, you lose life equal to Kate Bishop's defense, and her defense is one, two, and four you on know, the respect of You size. know, when you were describing this, it all matches the cube as well. But... Kate what? Bishop is terrible. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's there, true. there has to be opposition in all things. <laughs> and so for how good the cube is, this is that bad. As the as the dark side grows, the light yeah, side grows. Just, to just, equal just it. as much just as much as the cube will win you games, this will lose you games. Hey, so this is for that that one event. Does the cube does the, that cu- says does the cube whoever loses first wins, that's what this is for. Does the cube increase the damage she does no, to no. yourself? No, because it's not oh, damage. It's You're just losing life, life yeah, right? So, which is exactly why she's <laughs> So terrible. All right, so first errata is make it damage. Then you could actually use it against, you know, with a uh, uh, vicious struggle. You could, yeah, you could make a you vicious know, struggle team. Yeah, you're, you can't you're even use this with a vicious damage, struggle. But no, <laughs> that is why she is so terrible. And Loss of life. Yeah, and what's it's like? What's, she's a black lantern that you can't <laughs> use. There's and <laughs> and if you roll her on level three, like there's a fielding cost, isn't there? Yeah, so yeah, it's zero, zero, one. Pay there's one energy one. to lose four life. <laughs> Scott, so played, Scott played this in the league, determined to just play it because because he it, didn't want the matches to go long. He's like, I'm just playing he, this to make these matches go faster. And it was like, oh, she's on level three. I won't field her. Oh, I won't field her. <laughs> it's like she's a ramp. There's, but you never want her to be on a character side. You just want the energy. But weren't there better, like, two-cost mass characters who actually... Like, a vanilla two-cost mass character is better than that. And I thought there were Literally some... Literally every two-cost mass character uh, is better than that. Well, I don't know. No, but I thought, like, Hal Jordan, in set, there I might, might like have been another two-cost mass character Hal that Jordan was... Is so much better than that. I might like her better than Hal Jordan. <laughs> and, and so here's the kick in the face, too, because if you look at the uncommon Kate Bishop, she's a three-cost mass, so one more... But her ability is Winfielded deal one damage to target opponent, and she comes with this awesome global. Pay a mask, targeting attacking character dies, no longer attacking, it remains in the field zone. Like there is just a I giant just don't know what giant she was cliff of difference. For. I don't know what she was created for. To get you more dice for the uncommon. To lose that one event that you play once a year that whoever loses first wins. <laughs> Everyone would just play this over and over. Yeah, because the most popular card. You know, because everybody's going to bring Vicious Struggle anyway, so you just play this and Vicious Struggle doesn't do anything. Maybe if you just give it a really good global, then everyone has to play it on their team. Ooh. So, so what would what uh, what would you put as the global? Would you put the uncommons global mm. onto it? No, I'd do something like you can't field Yanti or something. <laughs> or or put Yanti back on her card. Why don't there you do you it with the cube? Like Oh yeah. yeah you, you can't it, play a cube. That, that, that's that's at least in, 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 in comics. Cancel oh no, here you go. The cosmic cube. You could um uh, uh no, that doesn't work. It, it, you know what? It, it's going to be the first global that contains an interrupt. So you can play it. It it says this global can be played during your opponent's main step as an interrupt. All Action dice cost one extra. To play and buy? Yeah. <laughs> the first errata and generic is to, play, to play and buy. I to like play that. and buy and generic energy. So Well, that, that might be a little too powerful. I, don't, I, I can see it as being a cool, like, well, you if know, gonna, if inter- I'm gonna take introduce, introduce interrupts. I think that would be really cool. So you could actually play something during your opponent's But she step. has to be fielded. But she, she has, has to, to be active. To use a global? Yeah. Or, or just while active. There you go. 
while active, opponents. You know, the one way to play here now that I'm thinking about it would be. You found a way? What? Stop (laughs) brewing. We're not talking about brewing. Holy cow. Find a way. Let him. him, No, no, no. We're here to change the card. We're not here to figure out how to make the card work. That's not what this segment is about. (laughs) If someone wants a brewing buddy segment with Russ's ideas on how to play this card, they can send us an email saying, I want Russ to brew a team about this. No, No, we're fixing the card. You just don't filter. You misdirect her or something in, and she's a two cost. That's oh, it's so it's not. So it's awful, such a Russ. workaround it's for so nothing. Awful. So the one, no, I've got it. Here you go. This this is awesome. You're gonna like this. When you buy it, you give it to your opponent. <laughs> yeah. oh, that would be awesome. So it clogs their back. Yeah, it goes into the opponent's use So what pile. are they going to do? That, that, that would be, be really fun. Ooh, and they have to field it. It's a, it's, it has no fielding cost for your opponent, and they must field it if they roll it on a character phase. <laughs> Even if you like don't that. field it, like yeah, it clogs their bag and your, takes one less energy, right? If, if it, they don't roll it on energy. If, if it becomes your opponent's die, that would be ooh, That, that would, would be hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. That would really be a cool that would ability. Be, that would be fun. That would be fun. Oh, yep, this is yours. Clog your bag. I think Clog a fun ability to give her would be kind of along the same lines, except when she's fielded, you choose a target character and give it minus X defense where it's equal to her defense. So if you roll around level three, you could subtract Ooh, that would defense be from a character. That right? would be thematic as well with the, the Hawkeye, the archer, like, ping something out. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I think if she just had higher attack stats like make higher it worth defense make it worth <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Six, i want this eight ten defense. yeah i want a ten defense <laughs> but, but like make it worth it make losing four life worth it like give me 10 attack on that side for with over crush or something to it well i mean you can add over crush later but make it worth it make it reasonable to take that loss just damage. Or, or even, I wish she was because just you can't damaged. do that. You can't do that and still affect her uncommon and rare. So you'd have to do it be like when attack, she gets plus three and over crush. So then it's worth it to get it out in the field, maybe. Or or you know, plus five maybe to actually Well while active well active plus five attack or something like that. Yeah, I guess you know. Or or even just say when she attacks, because then it's not you know, super, super good. That's not worth it. Oh, I mean, you field five of her on level three and you're dead. Like, you can only yeah. do that so many times. It's not like you can swarm the field with these that's things. Why, and that's why you have to have, like, ten attack on her. Yeah, you have to have something outrageous, like the injection fairy lily stuff. You know, yeah. plus four attack on whatever side she's on, or five, or whatever. Because if, like if she had plus ten attack, then you only... And overcrush. Yeah. yeah. Or like a Mr. Fix-It ability where her defense benefits you. Right, so when she yeah. takes damage, she gets. How, how many keywords would we have to give her in order to make it? Uh, so give her like infiltrate, call out, overcrush, should have call, call out, out. Right, just, just so start like, listing I, them. I, I, I want this card to have so many keywords that we'll see the limits of the print, printer's ability, like how small the font has to get. That would be so cool. <laughs> and then you could just play her with uh, Taskmaster. So yeah. then you're getting all those keywords, but you're also losing. Hey Jared, we're not brewing to field her. Hey Jared, we're not brewing. No, a team. we're talking about how to make her better. That's what I'm talking about. I think that best errata is just damage. I've mentioned. Yeah, that. I, I think errata would be great. Just like, a damage. Play a vicious Instead double of, team. Not that you would ever. I mean, she would still be not great. But man, She'd the loss be usable. of life is just. There's nothing in the game that you benefit from loss of life. No, that's why black lanterns were so expensive. Well, I mean, think about this, okay? If you go, if you make it damage right, and you play vicious struggle, and you play a cosmic cube, and you field her on level three, 
How much damage are you doing to your opponent right there? Six. A lot. A lot. That's right? Yeah. And again. Well, yeah, six. No, you right. do six to yourself, and then you do eight to them. Eight, yeah, eight but to But that's them. just another reason why the cube is so dumb. Yeah, I know. This is not a rat of the cosmic cube, guys. I got to remind you about that. A rat of the cosmic cube once but, per turn. Done. Okay. It's, it's, it's Next. Kate, Kate Bishop cost ten. <laughs> done. And I, I, I do wonder, like, does does Wizkits have something against this specific Hawkeye die? You, because the the Hawkeye well, that uses this die, this, I don't think you make it sound was, like there's like there's at, like Wizkits has consistently made bad Hawkeye you, cards or something. That's that's crazy talk. <laughs> I was, I was just debatable like, which Hawkeye is the worst. Right? I was just no, looking it's not. back. This one's the worst. I, I was just that's looking an, back at segment. the other Hawkeyes, and I was like, man, none of them are as bad as this one. So you can't <laughs> swap attack and defense before you filled. Correct? No, no, because that's at least you could do that. But it. B three. That's still not enough. That's only one. It's three less. across the board, right? Yeah. It's, it's only it's only good on level three. It's worse on the other levels. To swap attack and defense isn't yeah, an attack. She's, yeah, it's she's three, three attack across the board and one two four. If if my this opponent is an awful card. If, <laughs> if my opponent had something out that let's say the old venom that all fist characters minus two minus two, what? Triggers first. She triggered first, yeah, right? Yeah, she triggered so first. So you couldn't benefit yeah, from... Yeah, no, because the when fielded would go off first yeah. because you're the active. Going back to our timing segment earlier. It's like you just you did can. something about this. <laughs> Man, she's just... Yeah, yeah, they need to add a global on there to help you reduce. So once per turn, paid something, and you reduce damage to you by like two or three. It's she not damage even, though. It's, she it's wouldn't even life. balance out. Life. She wouldn't even balance loss out with reduced with loss of defense. life. You <laughs> like put a life game was, thing on it. If she was three defense, if she was one, two, three defense and you played her with heroic defense, at least you'd be a wash every time you knocked her out. But one, two, four, like you're not even a wash on level three with heroic defense. She it's should say awful. lose life equal to her defense and then gain life equal to her attack. And then, if you roll around level one or two, you're gaining life. Yeah, you roll around level that would be good. That would be good. That'd be fun. Or just lose life equal to her level. So it's max three. Yeah, one, two, or three. Instead of one, two, or four, that would be or hardly an errata at all. That's that's still (laughs) terrible. What if you errata it so your opponent loses life equal to her defense? Then I'd have that to rot a cost. At a three yeah. two cost. <laughs> she would be broke. <laughs> she would be broke today. You just you could do that, day. but make it like a yeah, like a five or six cost, or change the fielding cost off of zero zero one. So this is definitely one of the cards you'd want to put on a fabricate team, right? So you yeah. just yeah. 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 over and over. Great. You know what the the best errata might be for this card is to give it a yellow stripe because this was from the Thor set. And that's where all the rares were junk, and the commons were good. This is the outlier. Yeah, because the rares actually when semi Kate okay. Bishop cannot be blocked by a character die of a higher level. Yeah, so that's, you know, no, in my it's life, not the uncommon, but it's better than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. swap it's, that around. It's like, really. I really think it's just there, so you get more die for the uncommon. Like, I, it's just. <laughs> don't this, play this. It's there because someone's getting stuck with it in a, in a draft. If you draft out of the draft packs, someone's getting stuck with it. It's, I just like what was WizKids thinking when they made this card? Like, how do you how do you go? I bet people are gonna want to play this card. Like, there's no upside to this card at all. I think there is 
a reason for campaign boxes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> somewhere, but, somewhere. But who knows if something's not coming out in the future where you benefit from loss of life. But I, I just think it's. I think sometimes they have fun making really terrible cards because this. They this, ran out of ideas. This was the last well, card they had to come up with something with, and there was this. They had a suggestion box, and it was the one office joker or whatever threw it in there like, well, we're bound we said we'd take it out of the suggestion box can you imagine if this, this is, was like a five cost that'd be awesome this is like That's, that this would make like, it better because then you wouldn't even look at thinking about playing it this is like when people are like hey name my boat on the internet and it comes up with Bodie mcboatface like that that's even better than this card so like this is some Katie, guys like Katie hey ask your five-year-old kid like what we should make the card and this was what so they came up with back in the the day early sets, I think this would have been more intriguing because it's a two cost. But but now, like, it's pretty easy yeah, to buy this, cheap characters. If this characters, came out so... in, like, AVX and it was only AVX and Uncanny, yeah. you might want to play it because it's a two cost mask. Right. But now there's a billion of them, so why would you ever pick this over one of those? Because it's Kate Bishop. I don't know. Some, I mean, I really to... like Kate Bishop as a character. I wish this card was better. But like the stats, the stats are less than. Uh, they really don't like Hawkeye. the stats yeah. are less yeah. than uh, the morphing jar from Yu Gi Oh. That's a one cost. Like yeah, but the you, the morphing jar was a little crazy. <laughs> the morphing it was jar a was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. But I, I just oh man. I like the idea I that be, Zach had that your opponent, like you buy it for your opponent. Yeah, that's that. Two that's the might most be fun. a little rough for that, but I'd love to see that in a future. It, set. It's good though because it it costs you. You're basically out. You're just hurting your opponent though. So I like it. I love that ability. I, I like oh, that man, idea. That would, that would be, be so fun. fun. Yeah, and then it gives them a chance to come back because with the three attack across, you're risking taking three to the face if you don't. When, yeah. are, when are we gonna play where we have a team of all the cards that we've eroded and see how well it actually does? We try to have fun events, but then you bring Yonti cubes. <laughs> that's why. That's why you use the global that uh, you know makes small cost. I, I was waiting. Zach. Zach seemed to. Get, get, it's almost made. He it almost episode. made it a whole episode without getting crap done. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the art too. That's the thing. Is I, I was like, this is cool art, but at, there's so many good two costs now that. Well, it's also on the uncommon, so just play that one. I can't because all you guys draft uncommon and I get stuck with a common and then it just goes into my draft pack box that I don't use on my team. You, can, don't, you don't have to take it. Can, you can take can that we, six cost Iron Man or you know what I've be, done both. <laughs> you know what would be interesting about playing her though is that your opponent wants to knock her out. Once she's in the field, your opponent's trying to knock her out. So it could be that kind of force. It's kind of a force block taunt, yeah. but it's only three oh, it's damage. it's. I'm not it's saying only three it's, damage. It's still I'm not, not enough. I'm not saying it's good, like, but <laughs> but if you attack with it, your opponent's going to try to knock it out. So it's kind of that awkward situation. I, yeah, oh. but it's I want. I here's here's what I want. I want Wiz Kids to write into Passing Priority and just explain <laughs> why they made this card. Because I just I want to know the thought I, process. I, I, I know the thought process. They're like, well, we know this guy that's on this podcast that rolls garbage, and he needs masks. So we're just he's never going to field this. So we're just going to give him a cheap two cost that can masks. How is uh, Patch that we were talking about? When, how is he worded? It's oh, damaged sh- twice, right? Yeah. So, so this- like, you couldn't get eight for fielding here, right? Because that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I have patch in the field. Now I'm fielding an Avenger. I take eight. <laughs> I, I, 
I'd do that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Are there? Is there any card that like doubles the defense of all your characters or something like that? Not Maybe before they're not her. before they're fielded. No, no, it would count because they'd hit the field, have their defense doubled, and then the no. Ability, but you're the active player. You're the active player, so you get to choose which. When two things go off simultaneously, you get to choose which order they go off. And that's that dumb. was literally in the that's segment dumb. that we just. Is there any? <laughs> just I wasn't listening. <laughs> is there anything that? Forces your opponent to field my characters. That's what I'd want. No, that's actually we, something we, that I was. You, you we need a reverse collector. Scarecrow, their collector, and then you <laughs> buy. Oh, the, you could you could use the collector to buy this on your opponent's turn and field it, and and start lose killing life. yourself yeah. faster. <laughs> yeah, make the game closer. You know, we need to do a brewing buddies now and say, all right, you know, what's the worst team you can build? You know, this is the first. Oh, the for sure. First, this is the, the worst one on it. Right? I think she's the worst card. Yeah. If she was yeah, deal damage so to you, I think you could make an argument, but the loss of life. She's worse than Super Rare Hulk? Yes. Because she actively kills you. Russ had to force that out. He was like, yeah. <laughs> for, for loss of life, if she rolls on level three. With you, the two you, you could buy, so you could you could buy all of these. Kill yourself. Hulk. Pretty fast. I kind of want to do a test now where all I do is buy Kate Bishops for the whole game and see how many I've turns it takes to me to kill that. He didn't even fill characters and it was still bad. You should play with a common cube too so you can pitch those sidekicks <laughs> so you can get to her fast. Yeah, so, so common cube, uh, Rip Hunter, just a lot of collector so you can just buy it and feel it. Get a collector out and We have to perfect the turn three loss. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Yanti counter. You kill yourself faster than they can kill yeah. you. You're like, no, I'm not you, letting you, you kill totally, me. I'm totally killing myself. Yonti yeah, Cube exactly. is not going to kill me. Kate Bishop will. <laughs> I will make sure of it. That's right. If you chalkboard her on turn two or whatever, <coughs> then that's right about the time that you'll have like three life left and you can field her and kill yourself and then rub it in that person's face. Yeah. You're like, I'm out. Young Avengers for the win. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is... <laughs> That'd be beautiful. She's terrible. All right. So, so yeah. It's hard to rat at something that's just this bad. <laughs> Making no, a blank would be better? Oh, anything's better. Li- yeah. Literally anything is better. Remove text. No, you could make it's her a, a four vanilla. cost. You could make her a four cost. Actually, so that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to play her. Force, 10. She's a 10 cost. <laughs> I'm going to play her and then you shriek and I'll you shriek the blanker card and just field it, right? That's that's economical. You can you target your own character I don't shriek? Know. I don't think you can. Well, that's You could try you could convince your opponent to blank your Kate <laughs> Bishop. Somehow. You you use the raven and you redirect it from a different What you do is you bring you bring vicious struggle. So I got to play you the You buy collector. your Kate Bishops and pretend like it's damage and <laughs> then they'll blank your Kate Bishop. You just got to trick them into doing it. That's <laughs> all you got to do. Mind control. Loss of life. Ugh. Uh, all right. So we want to hear from you guys. How would you guys fix this common Kate Bishop? Or is this really just a lost cause? Kryptoniter. <laughs> Kryptoniter. You can't Kryptonite her before she's filled it. Well, no, you have to field one. You have to take a hit, but you Kryptonite her. <laughs> and then you can field the rest. You hope you roll one on level one, so you only lose one. Like I said, then your opponent. The terrible thing about her is once you field her, what do you do with her after that? She has three attack across the board. Like she's terrible just as a person in the field. And your opponent's going to try to knock her out. Yeah, exactly. There's oh, so bad. 
Anyway, Kevin, yeah. go ahead and close yeah. us out. Yeah, so we, we want to hear from you guys. Let us know how you guys would errata this card. Obviously, we have zero influence on errataing cards, but it's always a fun exercise to do once in a while. So shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, guys, thank you so much, and I will talk to you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. How would you guys errata that Kate Bishop or... Do you have any tips for timing on some of these new abilities? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. Check out Complete Craftworks on Kickstarter if you're looking for a cool Dice Master storage solution. Time's running out, so make sure you check it out. Complete Craftworks on kickstarter.com. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.